intro again. Don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Cody Rhodes is hot dog water solidified. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We are recording live today from Taxamania 3, better known as Clash of Carpet City. For God's sake, I am JD. And I'm Shane Daniels. <laughs> I'm Jake Murphy. And I'm the promoter of this shit, Tyler. And I'm the most specialist of guest referees, Will. And we're here with a very special guest this afternoon. We are here with the one, the only, Martin Stone. Gentlemen, thank you very much for having me on the dirt. Man, uh, thank you so much for being here. We're excited to have you on the show, and we're excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, honestly, didn't know if we'd be able to get you on or not. Yeah, this is pretty great. Ah, more than welcome. Again, thank you for having me on. All right, so first of all, I want to start off this live question, because uh, tonight your opponent's Jaden Me, and you guys met down at Atlanta, at Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah. So uh, it's, things kind of come full circle. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I mean, Gus, I mean, AWE was what? That was... Seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. So, yeah, a lot has definitely happened since then. But, um, yeah, uh, Jaden, the good kids. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to beat seven dollars crap out of him tonight. <laughs> so, have you gotten to see any of his work recently? Yeah, I was watching some stuff. Uh, it was about two weeks ago. And I saw that uh, Joel Davis was uh, putting him over on Twitter. So, he's obviously good. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, the kids, like, we met him when he was... 15 years old at TWE, and he's come such a long way. It's, it's really exciting to see him be able to, like, believably be in the ring that somebody can tell. No, well, I appreciate that. Um, so let's talk a little bit, because you famously went through a period in NXT. Talk a mm-hmm. little bit about how they recruited you and your, your landing there. So I was, I was an extra for a while, and I was having everyone's, the guys that they were re-debuting or rehassaging or whatever um they would call me up and i would have their their matches because it was nice because they at least trust me as an effort to be like all right you're not going to go into business to yourself you're going to you know literally just going to say what do you need match is going to be great he's going to get over but you'll keep yourself over as well so that, that was always the deal and then i got a random phone call um for the uk tournament which was January 2017, I think they get this one. It was either 2016 or 27. I can't really remember the year. But I ended up getting that call. You know, a week later, I flew out. And that, for me, was the turning point. Um, and then discussions and everything like that. And then they they brought me in um, on a part-time. So I was doing weekly, uh, the monthly tapings at Full Sail, which was on the network at the time, mm-hmm. and then I would work with Florida ships. Um, at that point in time, that was when they had the potential idea of team, teaming out with So we would run that on the Florida shows just to see if it worked. Um, and then all out the blue, they were like, yep, yeah, this works, so we're going to we're gonna now sign you to a full-time deal, and that was the uh, report which we do the May 2018. As a, uh, a tag team wrestler myself with Jake, when was it that you knew that you guys were going to work as a tag team? Like, oh, first of all, first of all, first of all, just again, only well, this is fantastic, and he's such a good worker. 
and just, you know, we always got on. So, you know, just click. So, yeah, for a lot of tag teams, it's kind of hard finding that, especially when you're kind of thrown together, mm, finding yeah. that chemistry. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. We bought the. We bought a typical tag team in that we did every single tag team movie you think of and stuff like that. We we did we did our own thing, but just managed to blend it together. It's what? Yeah. So, that was my first real exposure to you was hmm. yeah. Was the tag team with Corey had been like ah, I loved you guys so much. Like, this this is what tag team wrestling was. No, I appreciate it. So uh, uh with you and Ollie or Biff, uh is there like a favorite tag team match that you guys had, whether it be in NXT like if you guys like were all the networkers, even they do like a house show, it's like any any match coming to mind. Uh, so obviously the the big one was uh, Take Over Chicago, which was the match that made us. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. To come out to an entire crowd hating you, but then halfway through it, you shift to the point when they're like, maybe they get the geeks. So that for me was a very 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 special moment because we went, oh, well, we walked out. Absolutely murdered by the crowd. I remember looking, I was like, it's going to be rough. <laughs> and there's, you know, we're, we're trying to do like the out showing at the start of the match. We call it showing with the Some people do, some people don't. But we're trying to do that. And, uh, you know, they're just crowd aren't buying any of it. I'm just like, all right. But then just at that point, I was like, right, I'm going to sell my ass off. I'm going to make sure something happens. And then luckily, halfway through. Chicago's a tough yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to feel them literally go, okay, maybe not, and then rather, and then obviously, you know, we, we get the finish, and then to get that reaction, you know, just. So this is going to be kind of a little bit of an off-the-wall question, but is Pat McAfee really that nuts? Yes. <laughs> I listen to his podcast all yes. the time, and Boston Connor just seems like the no, biggest spat shit out of the office. Pat is Pat. Pat's amazing. He really is. If you go to a live show and he's there, he will get on the desk and dance and yeah. everything. Yeah, Pat's awesome. Pat's, again, I mean, oh, he's, he was in the NFL for, what, eight, nine years? Yeah. Yeah. Remained yeah. pretty much in, in injury-free and just, yeah, but he missed his goal. Definitely missed his goal. As far as your time in WWE goes, who would you say is the, was the most consequential relationship you had besides Um... Mikey and Shane that are now known as TMDK. Well, they are good guys, real, real good guys. Um, I had a great relationship with Terry Taylor. Um, he ended up being my mentor throughout that whole time period. Um, Norman Smiley as well, just you know, he's hey, that's your way. I'll just immediately start staring. So, <laughs> so I need you to explain to Martin why you. Lord, I quote, love Norman Smiley. Please. I, I've been waiting on this day for an entire life. Oh my God, this is great. All I'll say is there's more that meets the eye, and I'll leave it. <laughs> you a fucking transformer? Like, don't explain You gotta explain the story. You gotta say it. Hey, bitch. Um, <laughs> honestly, I can't even remember how it started, but it was just always, at least for me growing up, it was always. Okay, here comes Norman Smiley to get mowed down. And I don't know. I, I was just never a big fan. And then it became a weird running joke with me and my friend Bentley, where we just kept badgering them about Norman Smiley either 
messing with their old radio show or stealing something. <laughs> Anything that went wrong, I blamed on Norman. <laughs> and Longman is literally one of the greatest human beings in on this planet, so how dare you? Jeremy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad should... this finally has a payout. I know, but maybe there should be the longest payoff. Well, maybe ever. we should move Will and the, the guest referee in the match with Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> so, Will gets cheeky, Mark. Matthew, uh, I do have the pencil and the pen port pad, so uh, <laughs> long night for you. This is <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to see this now. <laughs> you got oh. semi-animated. Right. Back to back. So, uh, oh my gosh. When you were released from WWE, what was that like for you? Uh, just trying to regroup it. it? So there was a surprise at all? Yes and no. no. Yes and no. Um, so I'd obviously, we we finally finally won the, uh, uh, the tag titles against um, Rizango. That was Hobart. 2020s, and then we've started doing, you know, we started having some good runs with people and stuff like that, and you know, it was all coming together. And then we had the match with Cross and Finn Bell, and that was all separating my show. So yeah, so rolled out the ring, uh, I'll smack the the, the, the guardrail so the cameras couldn't see him. Oh, put it back here. I was on. Yes, here we go. Jumped up, grabbed the top rope, straight back up. So. Went to the went and got a uh, scan the next day, and the uh, the surgeon was like, "Well, you've got a grade one and a grade six ACL strength. One is you can just rehab it to like, two or three. Then we look at surgeries like yours is six, so definitely surgery." I was like, "Wonderful, okay, here we go, brilliant." Um, and then yeah, so then obviously they had to they had to take that to. There, stripped us of the tiles, which sucked. It did suck because I knew where we were going and it was doing pretty good. But then, yeah, so I, I got surgery, I did the rehab, um, I came back to the last uh, black and gold main event of NXT against Wesley and I can't remember their name. What's that? Uh, Wes and uh, SDK? No, no, um, MDK. If no, MSK. Sorry, lads. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so we came back and had that match, and it was awesome. Yeah. Then uh, I wasn't good. Yeah, just again, that was like, I mean, I worked Zach once on the Indies, like years before that. And that was the first time I'd got in there with Wes, and just again, just flipped. It was just, it was, it was a real fun match. Then, um, then I did a, then I unfortunately got my collarbone broke in a training match. On the same side, so that oh no, so I'd done a six month rehab, came back one week later, boom, I'm out. I was like, I've got you out for it. <laughs> so then that was moves out up to September. So it was like, okay, you've got a broken collarbone, no problem. Put a plate in, you'll be good in. All right, back off to Oasis. Um, anyway, then there was cop. There was. Pump the patients who got infected, so then they had to go back in again, take out, clean everything out, wait back in. Um, and then it was okay, we'll, we'll wait a little bit longer, we'll get to the uh, eight week mark, ten week mark, and we'll see. Where then basically, my shoulder just wasn't so uh, I then got made a coach, which was a fantastic experience. Um, released, so I got made a coach in October, no, it was uh, November. 
got released in January. Still not clear. So couldn't work. I couldn't wrestle. I couldn't let you do it. Oh. Um, so I was like, okay, so I'm still doing the rehab protocol and stuff like that. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, that company looked after me. You know, they paid for rehab. They, unfortunately, <laughs> as it didn't heal, I still needed yet another surgery. So I could go under again, June, no, July of last year. So because it wasn't healing, they took a piece of bone out, popped in there and did a lot of bone graft. <laughs> because it healed at the bottom, but at the top, it just, it just wasn't healing. So, yeah, then finally got cleared December of last year. So literally, I was on the shelf for a year. Wow. And they took care of all Took care of everything. They really, yeah, they, 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 they did look after me. So, I mean, the circumstance around getting released sucked, but I've been there before because it was the second time I was there. So, yeah. it wasn't so much getting released. I was concerned. I was just like, how do I earn money now? How do I try and capitalize on this run that I've just had? And I couldn't. So, it's kind of slipped away a little bit and everything like that but um yeah so i was more concerned about okay how do i provide a living for my family because right now i can't you know still in a sling and like just it was it was all um but yeah luckily thankfully we're all good now so yeah here we are so uh what have you been up to since every year um well apart from, so, for, apart from rehabbing yeah. and getting surgery uh, yeah, so my first match back was january 13th for coastal champ championship wrestling in florida um, who are Florida, I'm sorry. The, how dare you? <laughs> no, I, so I no coastal championship wrestling is yeah. They sell out all of their shows. Oh, that's they, great. They run five to nine times a month. Oh, like they are okay. huge. Yeah, wow. they are literally a traveling company. Who was that match with? Uh, the first match was with Aussie Killmaster. How the hero? Good kid. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, mean, I was blown sky. Blow! <laughs> two bumps. I was like, <gasps> oh, it's been nearly two years. Oh, oh, no, 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 with that. But, yeah. <laughs> you enjoy it, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, just you know, and again, it's my shoulders healed, but obviously, I'm trying to be careful. With I'm trying to go mental and be like, right, I need to work every weekend. Um, I should do because obviously, there's a plate, so I'm going to be fine. But just you know, right now, I'm just try, try, trying to get back in shape again. Um, just so that, you know, I can give the full March stand experience and not, you know, um, so I'm t taking it slow, but bookings are slowly starting to pick up. So just, you know, the, the idea is to literally by the end of the year, be back in my t uh, best shape, working as much as possible, and then just see what happens in the future. We look forward to seeing how it goes. Um, if you could just for a second, there's a lot of young guys out there. Uh, trying to break into the business mm -hmm. or just barely breaking in. What is the one key piece of advice you would give to someone in their first year? Get your foundations and your basics as good as you can. There's no point starting a match with a run. You need to bring the crowd in and you need to make your work as believable as possible. The analogy I always use Okay. At most shows, you're gonna have you're gonna have a dad that's paid for two kids, he's paid for his wife, he's gonna buy merch, he's gonna buy concessions or whatever like that. So with tickets for 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 a family of four, plus merch and stuff like that, you're looking at roundabout between 150 and 200 bucks. That's the person you need to convince to come back the next the next show. And the only way you're gonna be able to do that is if unless he's like a real die-hard wrestling fan, which is 
Probably not. He's probably just a casual fan. His kids watch it, whatever. That's the person you need to convince and make your work stand out so that you can literally look and go, what was different about that match than me? The one before, the one after. And I promise you, believability. If you can literally make everything look real and make it look like struggle and a fight and just hook people in that, if you get to the point when you want to start doing high spots, you've already hooked them in. That's just icing on the cake. So, that question. Far away. Do you remember when Lex Luger had the metal in his forearm and he said his finish? Yeah. So, are we going to see the same thing, like with your shoulder? What, with a flying shoulder tackles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. It's believable. <laughs> it's fun. It really was. <laughs> Would you pitch that to Triple H if you were? Uh, no, no, definitely no. No, look at me. Be like, remember how yeah, big Luca was? <laughs> we should make this bigger. <laughs> definitely make it bigger. But um, yeah, that was a great question. Uh, yeah, I'll say you just killed the conversation, that. didn't you? Yeah, you really. That's what I'm here for, guys. <laughs> what would you consider at this point in your career to be the moment? Like when you just look back and say that that was the the this biggest moment in my career that was that was me at the pinnacle. Take out the Chicago first. Hey, Starter, definitely. I would say when like the when that the tactile was on us, but it was during COVID. It was during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. You know it. There was a crowd there, but obviously they're in these boxes and they've got to wear masks. I'm really, mate, you know, it's, it was a great moment, but just take over Chicago free. Just, I'd say COVID era uh, wrestling was the buzzkill for a lot of people, especially like you, Drew, stuff like that. I mean, he won the big one. Hmm. That was in a crowd one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what kind of moment is that? Yeah, I had um, your ass off. I literally had what would have been one of my dream matches against Kushida in front of nobody. Mate, so front of nobody. I was talking to Will about this earlier, and this is maybe just a personal taste preference, but like, I really enjoyed the COVID era of wrestling. I think um, we saw a lot of people up their promo game. Yep. Uh, we saw a lot of people tighten up their work because there's not a crowd there to be, react yep. to make the people intelligent believe. Yep. So, like, for you as a performer, performing during that era, what was something that you really took away The one thing I wish I'd done personally was done less and made smaller things mean more. Because that, that was the perfect time to pull the business back. Uh, okay, let's not concentrate on doing so much stuff. Let's pull it back and we can kind of rebrew. Um, I did slow my stuff, but I, I did what I did. So I do kick myself for that. But um, it was good to be able to go out there and just like, okay, well, you can't call anything. So you've just got to go out there and work. So it was like, if you were calling it, you had to be really tight. There's no noise. There's nothing like that. Yeah. So it was good from that point of view and that it was like, okay, well, this really is a reset. Yeah. So it was, it was really, really good for that. Again, it was just hard, you know, when it's like, you got to take your life. Okay, we're going to do a super in your life. There's no crowd. There's no crowd. There's no crowd. It sucked from that point of view because you would do like what? So we, uh, that point in time, they were filming in, I think it was, you could be, I think the protocol in Florida was, if you were in, in an enclosed setting, 
you could do two weeks on and then you had to do like two off. So we would literally film two weeks worth of stuff. So it's like we, you know, we do, uh, you know, the guys doing Raw and SmackDown, then a lot of us would do main event and opposite 205 and then we were swimming NXT as well. So it was like we would do like a solid two-week block and then we'd uh, be off. I mean, it was, I mean, again, I was so thankful to still be working during that time because so many people, you know, I had so many friends that just weren't working and I had a, a few friends that had their own businesses and just lost their business. So it's just like I was very, very fortunate to be working during horrible time periods. So growing up, uh, you know, stuff, watching like wrestling in <laughs> England and stuff like that, having guys like Johnny C. And Steve Gray. What are some like inspirations that you took from those guys that you really like when you decided to be a wrestler? Going back, did you watch any of that world class championship? So yeah, like I mean, obviously I was too young to see it in its heyday. Yeah. But then obviously when I started training, I started training with uh Tony and Dino Scott. Obviously Tony Scarlo was the at one time he was the British lightweight champion. Yeah. So I started watching a lot of stuff then. And the, the guys that I was just like, I, wanted, I, try, I tried to take as much as I could from Mark Rocco, Fit Finley, William Regal, Dave Taylor, Robbie Brookside, um, all of the real workhorses that could go around. You had Toby, you had um, Pete Roberts, Terry Rudge, Tony Sinclair, like just absolutely phenomenal workers. So then I was like, all right, well, let's throw a bit, in there, a bit of that in there. Um, Sad name now, you know. Um, I was a huge fan of Chris Benoit growing up, um, so I tried to take his style, um, blend it with Austin, blend it with all those world of sport guys, and the idea was to try and see us. Here's mine. Uh, so the Billy Robinson, uh, a big fan of his. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Billy's was, awesome. Was he part of that group that got you to you as well? Uh, he, towards the so not when I first started training because I didn't I hadn't really seen him yet but then obviously when wrestling got really popular on the internet and then obviously YouTube so and everyone's uploading stuff it was one time it was, so then there's a few spots I took the piss where I was just like okay we're going to add that into it which is why it was awesome uh, getting the chance to actually coach with uh, Hideki Suzuki at the PC because Hideki Suzuki was the last student of Billy Robinson yeah, and I thought, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, Hideki's so good. I always love some fit family, man. Nice, oh, best match, best ever style, best worker ever. Fit is the absolute man. I, I had the chance to wrestle uh, his son, Brogan, three, yeah. three, four weeks ago now. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, so good. So, um, before we wrap up here, anything you want to, anything about I haven't asked you that you feel like should have been asked? No. No, no, not at all. No. Okay, this has been good. Yeah, cool. We didn't go off the rails, <laughs> so that's good. Well, we did for a little bit because this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and GD I had to bury Florida too. Then. I mean, yeah, then yeah, it got buried. Florida, yeah, like, yeah. Bullets for yes. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> uh, well, uh, let us know. Let everybody know how they can find you. Where they can uh, catch, what, catch what you're up to. Yeah, um, I'm on uh, social media. I'm on Twitter as at Strong Style Brit. I'm also on. Instagram as the same handle um, and I just want to say thank you to anybody that has ever for a ticket to come see me work it's greatly appreciated because if it wasn't for you guys I couldn't do what I've been doing for the last 20 years which I absolutely love so thank you very much thank you so much for joining us anytime lads anytime
Except for this one, it don't like Norman Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Not the Other Free Wrestling Podcast, live from Taximania with our special guest, Martin Stone. Thank you once again for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, yeah, talk to you all soon. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back here for you next week. Jake, what do they need to do? Three more Marty Stone matches.